Well, hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Big One Podcast. I'm your boy, New Guy, and of course, with me here, as always, is your boy, Brian Boyer. B boy, hello. Uh, <laughs> got him. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh yeah, man. you're a well, rascal. Cold. That was a cold open right there. Yeah, that was very cold. <laughs> as cold as they get. Um, well, this is the big one. I mean, I guess we're going to keep going. Yeah, let's keep going. All right. I like it. This is the Big One Podcast. Welcome to it. Uh, we have a Twitter account, at Big One Podcast. Podcast Big One, rather. At Podcast Big One. We have a Gmail account. Send us an email. It's episode eight, guys. If you're yeah, this far getting... in... Send yeah. us an email. Tell us who you think the winner of the week is. Tell us whose voice you think is better. And especially a, only do that if you think it's me. Oh, I was going to say it's probably me. But uh, we definitely yeah, – the only thing we get right now is the Costco newsletter. Um, and neither of us has a Costco membership. So Yeah, it is pretty really interesting depressing. though. Yeah, I like to see the discount uh, fish nuggets uh-huh. that they have. Yeah, know how much money I could be saving if I was buying like, fish nuggets in bulk. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so aside from talking about fish nuggets, this is a racing <laughs> podcast, almost exclusively NASCAR, but I did mention formula one last week. So yeah. Hey, you're uh, you don't plug in the other sports. I like it. Yeah. 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 You know, racing is one big family is what we really like to say here. And we literally never said that one. I've said that. Oh, I feel like you need to go back and listen to all of our episodes. I'm not going to listen to you. Okay. <laughs> Just listen to your side then. Perfect. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'll yeah do that. Easy fix. <laughs> um, do you have a sponsor this week? Did were we able to get one? No, it's our first week without a sponsor. And Whoa. Uh, apologies, everyone. We're really sponsoring this own episode right out of our yeah. own pockets. I feel my pocket getting lighter as I yeah. talk. I uh, mean, you know, going to run out of tape over here. I pay for the Podient subscription, so can I be the sponsor? <sighs> nah, yeah, you know that's, that's like nepotism or whatever. You're basically right? yeah, you're basically the sponsor anyway. So. <laughs> Thank you, Big Daddy, new guy. Things you've ever said to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's uh, let's dive right into it. What, what do you say here? Yeah, um, I think number one storyline is DW retiring, which you know we 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 touched on last week. Um, obviously, a big topic him being uh, you know seventeen straight years of handling the first half of the season, basically, and uh, you know for me personally like he's you know obviously i voiced my concerns about dw before <laughs> last week i kind of i kind of did like a so-so apology and it's not even that much of an apology it's more so like i still respect him as a driver and what he's done for the sport and everything mm. um i don't necessarily think i uh i should give him an apology um i don't you know i don't think he listens to us he only listens to his brother's you podcast think so? no he only listens to Michael's podcast. That's it. Yeah. He doesn't even know what a podcast is. Like, he, he probably has it's a just flip phone. on every once in a while. Yeah, he just, like, hears it in his trailer. And he's okay. like, where's that voice coming from? That makes sense, yeah. You know? Stevie's like, <laughs> Mikey, not a get voice. out here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mikey, why are you in the bathroom? <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, well, uh, so, anyway, he had his retirement um, speech and everything when he was at Bristol, which is, fittingly, a great track for him to retire at, given that he basically owns the place. Um he was basically like a crazy old grandpa at his retirement speech. Um, here, just like give him a listen. Between now and then, we've got races to do. We don't. Our last race in June at Sonoma, and maybe when I walk out of the booth at Sonoma, and I look at all these wonderful people that have been there the whole time, 
and I don't, I, and I think about not seeing them anymore. That's that's when it'll hit me, and that's when it'll hurt. It, it's like when I had a race team. It wasn't the cars, and it wasn't the sponsors. It was the people. It was the people that made the difference. My team. I missed the camaraderie. I miss team meetings. I miss going to dinner with my buddies and having having a beer with my buddies and talking about racing. And that's what this that's what this group has been to me. This is my team. We we we. Barry Landis in my ear screaming at me about something or Artie jumping in every now and then with some direction or Pam or whomever it may be and the camera guys up there on the roof trying to get the pictures that I'm talking about it nobody at home sees yet so I'm, I'm, I've made a lot of, I, look I'm not a journalist I didn't go to journalism school I'm not a journalist I'm a, I'm a race car driver I love racing I love the sport I love NASCAR they say you get what you give. Well, I gave a lot, but I got a whole lot more in return. I, I devoted my time, my energy, my effort, my passion to this sport. And this sport has rewarded me time and time and time again. Not just with trophies and, and, and the success I've had on the track, but with friends. People that I'll never forget. People that if, I, if I'm in trouble... I got every one of them's number, and I could call any one of those people over there and over here and say, hey, I need help, and they'll say, I'll be there. Hang on, I'll be right there. That's, those, those are friendships you can't replace. See? Told you. And, uh, you know, I, I grew up as a kid that, like, wanted to be a NASCAR driver, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like, like, you know, most kids. Um, and then after that, my very next career choice was a sports commentator. That's really what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, I'm out, I'm out on a podcast, so it's like as close as I could get. Pretty uh, close, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need some more Gary's Dairy sponsorship money to get me as a real sports commentator. Ooh, but, yeah. Um, but, you know, honestly, like, he basically lived my dream, um, which is crazy. I didn't even think about it until uh, I was watching his retirement thing, and I was bawling like a baby. Like straight up like a baby, and oh. and like I said, he was you know, and like we played a little bit before, he was going kind of crazy, long, never ending sentences and everything. But I was just crying, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm I imagine it's after a career like that, and after you know, just all that emotion that must have been there. It's got to, it has to be hard to put that into words. Like regardless of how much preparation you've done, I the, feel like one- anyone would be a little, at least a little bit rambly. Yeah, the one thing that uh, kind of stuck out to me, he's always kind of been that way anyway, but uh, mm-hmm. is at, at the beginning it felt so much like he didn't want to be there, like he didn't he didn't want to, and I, I was taking that as like he doesn't want to retire kind of thing. Then he went into the whole story about like how he actually thought about retiring in 2017, and then like Jeff Gordon came along and he was like, well, I, mean, I don't want to like have him have to come in brand new with like a, no one else to like bounce stuff off of, so like he stuck around for a little bit longer, and so... Um, I do honestly believe that that uh, he he is chosen that this is the time for him to go, but he may have thought he maybe had another year left or something. Uh, just because I I really think like had he wanted to retire, it would have been a whole charade starting with Daytona. Like it would have been yeah. DW's final season, like a whole thing, you know. Yeah. Um, and I don't feel necessarily that he was forced out, but maybe they asked him like, "Hey, uh, you know, we've talked about retirement before. How about now?" And he was like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, so, could be. It'll be interesting. We're, we're going to see a lot of charades still. Uh, we got a, you know, uh, he's doing the half. full rest of the season, though, right? 
Yeah, well, I mean, to till Fox is done, so. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah that's so, right. Interesting. So yeah, so he only gets the first the first half. Um, but you know he'll go out with a bang. I'm sure. Yeah, it's gonna be a gonna be a good time with him uh, in the booth for the final couple of weeks. I I definitely did not roll my eyes at him at all this week. I loved his boogity 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 from the top of the flag stand. Yeah, great, that was great, cool. awesome stuff. Uh-huh. Um, so just wrap this up in a night a uh, nice tight bow and everything. I want to wish Daryl Waltrip and Stevie the best and hope they can go and spend some time with uh, their daughters and grandkids and everything. And uh, new guy, have you ever? No, I've never. Oh, so sweet. You NASCAR fans that are tuning in right now got that. So that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, for, that's, for, that's for old DW. For you, D-dubs. Mm-hmm. All right, but what about this race? Yeah, man. Uh, it was really solid. I was, had a great time. I Chaotic normally give the grade in. first, so I want I want you to give a grade. Oh, thank you. Okay. Uh, I would give it a solid A minus again. Ah, Second dang, week in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Same with me. A minus. Um, honestly, super good race. A lot of people, you know, on online thinking like they're saying it's the best race in Daytona. I I. Can't disagree with that. Honestly, it was mm-hmm. super, like, superb. Just really good race yeah. all the way through. Um, had, like, some of the most lead. I don't know what the statistic was, but it had some of the most lead changes in, in Bristol since, like, 2002 or something crazy like that. So, um, yeah, really, nine, really awesome. Nine different people led laps. Yeah. Uh, and they were all at least five laps. That's um, awesome. Yeah, it was just, it was fun, man. I actually had a friend over for the end of it. Uh, and they had a really good time watching it. Like it, it, it's just something about Bristol. I mean, once you get over the fact, I I remember when I first started watching a couple of years ago, short short tracks just didn't appeal to me because I just mm-hmm. didn't understand how they were entertaining. But like once you know what you're looking out for, and once you're oh, yeah. watching all those battles happen, because the great thing about Bristol is that if you have a battle happening, it will last for lap after lap after lap. Mm-hmm. And that was certainly going on here. That plus all the chaos that was going on this time. Just a fantastic race overall. Yeah, and on, and honestly, you know, this was the daytime race at, at, at Bristol. And uh, honestly, looking at the crowds, how they blocked off the two uh, basically turn sections um, and just kept the fans in the center was a little disheartening. I remember yeah. when that place used to be 160K rocking. Um, yeah. And, but I think that's a different story, different different time for another day. The, maybe next week uh, when we got a week off kind of thing, we'll talk about it. Um, but uh, it, it really is a track that is worth going to, though, because even though we saw all this great racing action, we gave it an A- minus while watching it on TV. It would have been an A-plus if you were there. Like, if you oh, could sure. see, all, you're watching your guy, and he's having to dart around lap cars especially if you're watching a guy that's fast and like trying to charge through the field or trying to get through lap traffic to catch a guy. It's phenomenal, phenomenal to watch. Yeah. I can't, I can't wait till I get a chance to go there. Yeah, man. Let's do it. Yeah. So Penske Uh, was fantastic. Yeah. You took the words right out of my mouth, man. Yeah. They were, they were on top of their game the whole time. I think like they were three of the top four, most of the race. Yeah. Yeah. It was nuts. I mean, they finished, let's see, the two car had some issues. Uh, I believe. Where did he finish? I don't know. But don't yeah, know uh, Joey Logano <laughs> and Ryan Blaney finished uh, third and, and fourth. Four. So yep. I mean that it's it's fantastic. Oh, Kozlowski finished eighteenth, uh, but he led forty laps. Yeah, he was a lap down at the end because I remember him, Truex, and Larson were all lap down trying mm, to yeah. mix it up. Yeah, you know, yeah, Larson had a real bad day. 
Yeah. Did you see that uh, Kevin Harvick was three laps down at one point? Yeah. He I mean, finished well, on the lead okay. lap. Yeah, he started the race with a penalty. Yeah. Like, he, he because he never got through inspection. His car literally never came through inspection. They still let you race, I guess. And the penalty is that you have to pass through. I don't know how his car passed inspection at the end, but whatever. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. I can figure. I, I guess because the inspection at the end is always, like, this really minimal one that they just do, like, oh, look, we put the giant metal thing on the car, and it looks like it's in shape and everything. Mm-hmm. And, they check that your lug nuts are on, and that's about it. So, yeah, uh, not yeah. that he and he where did he end up fishing? Was he a top ten? Uh, Harvick, yeah, thirteenth yeah. lead lap. Okay, so uh-huh. not yeah, top ten. Gosh, professional uh, podcast. Let's go. Yeah, I don't know how to count. <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. Um, even before uh, <laughs> Kevin Kevin Harvick's penalty, though, um, Chase got his first pole outside of plate tracks. Yeah, um, Super the fastest. Cool. That we had a new track record, which is just, you know, no one makes a big deal about it anymore, but it's really, really cool, especially in uh-huh. a season where everyone's complaining about speed. Um, and they were over one mile per hour faster. It's like 1.4 miles per hour faster yeah. on a lap at Bristol, which That's is dope. awesome. Just fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I noticed as well, it wasn't hard to notice, but I did notice William Byron started second. So two Hendrix yeah. cars up front. Uh, Jimmy was up there too. I think he started real, real, cool, or yeah. real up front. So they've been really solid in quality, but I, I'm really curious what is going on with their cars because they seem to fall off in the actual race. Uh, like Jimmy, Jim Jam finished tenth. Uh, Elliott finished eleventh, and let's see, Byron finished sixteenth. Mm. So yeah. kind of falling off hard there. Yeah, I mean the uh, the top. Uh... The top Chevy for a long part of the race, um, speaking of strong performances, was Chris Buescher in the 37. Uh, he ended up finishing yeah. two laps down because he lost a tire late in the race, which was just a heartbreaker to see. Yeah. Because uh, he definitely, he had speed. He had no problem racing with the big boys at all. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, same with 95, cool. Matt, De, Matt De Benedetto. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, do you know what his highest position was? I think I saw him in like sixth he or seventh place at he, one point. He got to fifth at one point because yeah. I messaged you saying he's in fifth. Oh, that's um, right. And then yeah. I think he lost it like immediately afterwards. So Yeah. But still, yeah, really good run for Great for him to see him team, actually so. up there duking it out with the big boys. Uh, I, I think he's going to start getting a few more top ten finishes, a decent number of top ten finishes by the end yeah, of the season. It's, it's been a couple weeks in a row now where he's been top 20 yeah. uh, pretty easily, so. Yeah, it's great to see. He seems mm-hmm. like a really good dude. He uh, interacts with the community on Reddit decently often, or at least he used yep. to for a while. I haven't seen it a whole he, bunch he, lately. He still does. He posts oh, yeah? all the time. Okay, nice. Yeah. Uh, I don't get on Reddit as often, but even when I do, I still see stuff about yeah. him. So. Yeah. Um, who else? All right. Uh, 14, Clint Boyer had a really good race until uh, the 22 kind of cut down on mm-hmm. him-ish, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it was, I, I think it was like a racing incident, but Clint, you know, went baby style and blame the 22 so um who else who else who else well i mean obviously kyle bush yeah you know what i think we can just stop mentioning him as a strong performance because he needs to have like he needs to have one of those brad keselowski martinsville races where he leads 400 laps for it to be a strong performance for him okay this was an okay performance where he happened to win you know yeah yeah that's true i'm Uh, man i'm so curious about what his team did to his car to like get it back up to having so much performance yeah well I, I, two or three he spun out yeah and he had that back end damage uh-huh. well i i literally do think that the 
the way the back end was kind of caved in, uh-huh. it actually helped the air coming from underneath the yeah. car. Not that there's a whole lot of air coming through there, just because they're trimmed out like crazy. But at Bristol, there is a number. There's a good amount of air going through there, so it actually does help a little bit. The yeah, tiniest, helps with tiniest the bit. ground effect. It works like a, a little bit like a diffuser in an F1 car. Oh, there we go. F1 mention. We're oh, a podcast about more than just NASCAR. Bum, Look bum, at um also i'd really like to give a great shout out to ty dylan for winning stage one oh, in yeah. very incredible fashion i mean the fact that he was there i was like oh he's gonna get like fucking bumped out of the way mm-hmm. no he ran clint boyer like a badass ran oh, him yeah. clean ran him real hard and won that stage won his very first stage in uh, monster energy series yeah was great. it was so cool to see and it was so professional as well because there was a uh clint boyer bumped up into him at one point and yeah. it was entirely Clint's fault, and it was just yep. that Ty Dillon was driving better than he was. He took yeah, the outside, Clint, and Clint just wasn't able to do anything against it. Yeah, Clint ran a little uh, wide on that one corner mm-hmm. and kind of caught his back end. But, but yeah, awesome. And and Ty was uh, – you, you sw- shared this uh, post-race interview today where he was just – I mean, he's, you know, just a God-loving man that – Loves his wife, and you know his wife loves him, and we saw them make out for five minutes straight. And oh, about yeah, Daytona, yeah, we did. Like literally parked like a foot from me, just <laughs> making out. Like it's like Ty, go, you gotta go race, dude. All right. Uh-huh. Uh, but honestly, I, you know we harp on Austin a lot because it's fun. Uh, but Ty's Ty's awesome. He's a good dude. Yeah, yeah, he does seem like a really really good guy. He was talking about you know just how hard it's been. You know, they, they've never had any highly successful years. So he's talking about just how when they do have these like little peaks, like winning stages and stuff, it just means mm-hmm. so much to him. So very cool to well, see him it, win it. It means a lot for Jermaine Racing, too, because mm-hmm. Jermaine mm-hmm. Racing has been around for a long time uh, at this point. Um, but like they never see success. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so so it's really, really cool for them. They're, you know, partnership, obviously, with RCR, uh, given that that's his uh, his grandpappy. Mm. <laughs> true true so i mean yeah overall this race was just a total mess i think if i remember <laughs> correctly uh there was like 13 different cautions yeah i think you're right i mean just cars wrecking all over the dang place it's there... it started crazy yeah like obviously we talked about the four serving that penalty lap like two uh, it may have been on lap one i forget but the 24 goes wide. He hits the 10, knocks the 10 into the wall. 10 gets, I think his toe got knocked in his front right uh, suspension. And he was done for the whole day. Oh, uh, he went behind the wall and they yeah. were talking like he accidentally went behind the wall. But no, he had, uh, you know, his he was messed up. He couldn't race. Mm-hmm. Um, the 17 then obviously uh, slamming into the back of the 18, spinning him out. 47 then clipping his back end. Um, a couple, you know, number of laps later, then we've got the incident with the 47 and the nine nines leading the race. He gets clipped and, and turned somehow keeps it off the wall. Yeah, that was nuts. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't even know. how. I he mean, did that, a combination really of luck and then also just good timing on his braking and when to uh, let off. Like if you watch the replay, you can mm-hmm. see he comes out of like either two or four. I forget which one it was. I think it was out of two. Um and he gets bumped from behind, spins around, and then ends up backwards heading towards the wall. And he's braking the entire time until he starts heading towards the wall, turns the steering wheel to the left, and he's going backwards, lets off the brake, and just rolls a little bit more. And that lack of braking, lack of locking up the wheels, just gives him a little bit more room so that he doesn't end up actually hitting the wall. 
Um, what a breakdown. What crazy. a breakdown of a guy trying not to hit the wall. I know. Well done, well done by you, you investigative you. journalism there. Uh-huh, I try. Uh, later on, what we're going to do is we're going to try, and we'll be recording this, but uh, I'm going to try and wreck new guy at Bristol okay. and see if he can do the same thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that sounds easy as hell, man. Yeah, Bring let's it on. do it. Um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, lots of pit issues, tire issues for for the twenty, the forty two. Uh, there's tons of people that had uh, tire issues. Honestly, yeah. I couldn't even go down the whole list. Um, especially late in the race, of uh, people were getting you know just a tiniest bit of you know side contact, and then that was cutting down a tire. The fourteen lost his tire in like literally half a down, halfway down a straightaway after getting hit by the twenty two. Yeah, so. that was nuts. They were saying how mm-hmm. it was likely just. The front splitter from the 22 just cut into the tire of the 14, like a razor blade, and just took it down right away. Yeah, um, I don't I, know. Yeah. I don't know that I believe that because um, remember it was the wasn't it the front right tire of the 14? Yeah, uh, the front splitter of the 22 was a half a car length in front of the 14. Yeah, how did it cut him I, down? I don't know. Man. When they said don't that, I was like, "Oh, DW." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't even think it was DW that said that. I think yeah. it might have been Jeff. So. I think it was, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Jeff's yeah. an old grandpa, just twenty years younger. So yeah, yeah. DW uh, rubs off on him a little bit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, anything from Xfinity or truck? Uh, did truck? It was race just here? Xfinity. No, just, it was just Xfinity. Xfinity. Okay. Yeah, I shouldn't even mention truck. Sorry, uh, truck's like off until the end of April. Ooh. Yeah, they got long break. Nice. Man, I wish I w- was off till the end of April. That'd be yeah, nice. Well, right. You can quit your job any day now. Maybe I should become a professional driver. Uh, I didn't really Not watch. until we get a sponsorship. Did I watch dude. much of Xfinity? <laughs> I don't know why you would know. I don't know why I'm asking you. I watched I watch most of Xfinity. Um, yeah. How was it? Yeah, so uh, it was great. Um, you know, it was basically Christopher Bell just out there dominating, doing his thing. But honestly, the last the last bunch of laps and a couple of cautions were were really fun to watch. So nice. I think I, I don't like think it was as good as the Monster Energy, but it was still very good. Yeah, yeah, it's still Bristol, it's still racing. Bristol. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to beat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it, that's about it for me for the race for yeah, this week. Yeah. You got anything else? No, I just want to get into the winer of the week. I'm excited about it. Friggin' go for it, man. All right. Uh, well, who's the winner of the week? Uh, you know, this week we were deliberating, and for a little while we were saying that it might be the 14, but mm-hmm. he's narrowly escaped it this week. And yep. it's looking like your boy Kurt Busch, yeah, the winner yeah. of um, the week. Yeah, I, I mean, I was advocating for this. He got out of his car. He slapped the top of his car, probably broke his hand or something. Um, but honestly, like, he was – he really wanted to win, and then he talks about, oh, I would have wrecked him. Dude, you had a chance to wreck him. It might have not been on the final lap, but you could have done it. <laughs> uh, we would have seen what would have happened. It would have been uh-huh. awesome. Uh, Man, but, yeah, no, I, I I wanted to see him I wanted to see him fucking wreck his brother, and he didn't even get close enough to do it. So. Yeah. yeah. Don't, I, all this talk. I mean, now he's basically promised us a wreck, and he better do it. I remember at Bristol – a number of years ago, Brad Keselowski and Kyle Busch were racing in uh, Xfinity Series, and uh, Kyle Busch turned Brad. And I don't remember if Kyle ended up winning or not, but he turned Brad, and Brad was so pissed off in the post-race, he's like, oh, I'll get him tomorrow. And we're all fans, and we're all like, hell yeah, let's do it. And then uh, in the you know they have this like walkout thing where you walk out of that last great Coliseum, and you've got the walkout music, and then you get to say something. 
And Brad Keselowski goes, Kyle Busch is an ass. And then the crowd goes wild, <laughs> and we're all expecting Brad Keselowski <laughs> to take out Kyle. We're uh-huh. like, hell yeah, this is going to be great. He didn't fucking hit him. Not nah, once. Yeah. Raced around him respectively, and I lost all my respect for Brad Keselowski. Uh-huh. I, gave, I gained some back later on, but I lost all of it that day. Yeah. Kurt Busch, you know, don't lose my respect. You're, gonna, you're the winner of the week. Yeah. Well, well earned from him. Put your money where your mouth is. Mm-hmm. And wreck your brother. And wreck him, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that would have been so entertaining. It's it's going to be entertaining. He's going to do it. I yeah, I hope so. I hope um, so. All right. After one of the week, let's get into Richmond, man. Yeah. Uh, so what are our stages looking like here? Yeah. So we've, uh, you know, short track to short track. We've got a uh, 0.75 mile uh, track. So we're going to do 100, mi- 100 laps and then 200 laps. Oh, email. Sorry. 100 laps, then another 100 laps to bring us to 200. That's a halfway point. Then we're going to run another 200 to bring us home. Uh, some extra fun facts about the track. It's a D-shaped oval. It's kind of hard to, you know, really, really uh, get going on this track because you're constantly turning on it. Um, there's only 14 degrees of banking compared to, you know, the ridiculous amount that we get mm. at Bristol. So it's a bit of a flatter track. Again, really, really tough to find places to get on the gas. So. Yeah, that'll be cool. These more shallow race uh, or uh, short tracks are always interesting to watch. Um, mm-hmm. Do you remember uh, if they were able to run? Were they just running one line last year, or was there much side by side racing? Um, there's definitely side by side racing. It's uh, but but it's generally like you're getting next to a guy, you race beside him for like a couple corners, and then you're past him. Um, like generally someone's moving forward, someone's moving back. There's not too okay. many you fending off attacks kind of thing. So. Right. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what kind of arrow package are we looking at? Uh, same as this week. It is, uh, same as this past week, rather 750 horsepower with no arrow ducts, which just the, just the way we like it. Yeah. Thus far been a fantastic package. Yeah. I want to see, I want to see, uh, you know, them break another track record. Mm. Yeah, great. fingers crossed. Also, you, you know, it was, uh, you know, even though Chase got the pole, it was your boy that broke that track record. I'm not surprised. Yeah, in the second second stage, so. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, some stories from last year's race. Uh, you know, obviously the 18 won both of the races last year, but in the spring there was there was a little bit of craziness. You want to you talk about it? Uh, let's see. The four threw a wedge wrench into a guy's nuts, I assume. Was this during the race? Yeah, yeah, uh, I do. I yeah. Please I, elaborate he, on this. Yeah. So basically, Kevin Harvick comes in. He's been leading. I think he led like the first bunch of laps, or uh-huh. he was just way up front. I forget. And then um, they do a wedge adjustment, and the guy goes to throw the wrench to the other side of the car because he's currently on the right side of the car. And when he does that, you and it can't leave the pit box, so it has to land on the your side of the wall. And it landed. It hit the wall and then hit one of the guys that's standing there to like, catch the tires or something <laughs> right in the nuts. Um, and yeah, he got penalized for it. So, Whoa. For hitting the I guy know, in the nuts? For hitting the guy in the nuts, man. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Well earned. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, yeah. The 78 car, of course, uh, Martin Truex last year, he led much of the race, but mm-hmm. 18 took advantage of a lot. Late restart, snuck on in there. Um, 42 and the one got into it, and then there was a green-white checker to finish it off in the 18-1. Yep. Yeah, I remember the 42 and the one getting into it. It was a really weird scenario because, like, basically the 42 got kind of run into by someone else. Um, or, I mean, the one got run into, I'm sorry, by someone else. And so his car was kind of all messed up. 
and then he ends up this is under green flag or under uh, caution flag ends up rubbing up into the 42 and the 42's like why is he mad at me i didn't even do anything what the hell is happening and after the race jamie like apologized cuz he, he he thought it he thought it was the 42 that like roughed him up earlier yeah it was a huh. super weird scenario that's super strange at the heart of it, like Chip Ganassi is like sitting there, like Jamie, you just lost a spot in your car. Like, damn you, you yeah. fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if his spotter was telling him anything. Like, that's the guy, or what are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I'd have to go back. So and weird. Look I mean, at it. hey, listen, I've been drunk uh, on iRacing racing and deliberately <laughs> wrecked people, but that's definitely what was going on. I think you know he, what I'm I'm really hoping yeah. for is that these numbers get turned around a little bit. The mm-hmm. one and the eighteen get into it, yes. and the forty-two wins. Yes, the one. That's what I want. Finally, see. bumps the eighteen. Yep, and Rex's Martin Truex brother. is the guy that throws the uh, crew uh, the uh, wrench yes. into a guy's uh, nuts. And also, Joey Logano is a lap down and gets caught up in the wreck between the eighteen and the one. All right, yeah. I mean, that's natural. We root for that every week. So yeah, yeah. I just I, feel I, like I it's really important w- to bring that up. You know, I wonder if we have any people that listen that are Joey Logano or Austin Dillon fans. We swear that we we make fun of them because they are good. Austin Dillon literally has gotten his two wins while we've been there. We were actually in victory lane with him at Daytona. Uh Uh, Surreal, weird experience, but we've got this weird connection (laughs) to Austin Dillon. So, (laughs) yeah, him and him and his vaping friend. Yeah. Uh Uh, all right man. Uh, yeah kind i wonder of if we've action? lost any viewer or listeners uh by i hope not if you're still listening and you are a joey logano or an austin dylan fan write us an email scathing email tell us why we're so wrong about this person yeah, please and we'll give him the whiner of the week and read your email to. yeah it's be great yes <laughs> perfect uh so yeah what kind of racing action can we expect from um Richmond? well like you said teams won't be able to hold it wide open at any spot on the track uh also pit lane is not super easy to get into a couple drivers missed it last year oh yeah oh yeah i remember the 42 missed it twice i think like in a row like he totally missed it the one lap he was like i just wasn't gonna be able to slow down and get into it and the second one he like almost spun himself out trying to slow down uh you know just and if they're running even faster times he's gonna have a hell of a time trying to get to pit lane yeah so yeah it's gonna be that. It's definitely something to watch out for. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. All right. Well, you want to dive into uh, some smart and heart picks, or you got anything else to say here? Uh, well, I guess uh, the one other thing that I have to say is, you know, looking forward to an Xfinity race also on Saturday at Ooh. one. Um, or is that at one? I assume at one because it's Richmond. Or oh wait, no, dude, they race uh, Friday night Xfinity series. Oh yeah, uh, we nice. got a nice r- n- night race. Ooh, uh, for, I will be for boat, for, on for an airplane. Monster. Oh well, are you going to be uh, on Saturday night? Um, I will be with a friend in Denver. Oh well, so you I guess we'll better see. tune in Saturday night, man. Yeah. Monster Energy Series <laughs> at Richmond. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot this is a night race. That's Let that's bad go. on me, man. I did all this research, got all my mm. stuff prepared for Richmond, and forgot it was a night race. You know, dun, maybe dun, I could have done something to help out here, but I will join you in blaming you. How could okay. you do this to us? Thanks, man. All yeah. right, Winer yeah, of the back. Week is a new guy. Um, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> all right, uh, Smart and Heart picks. Yeah, why not? All right. Uh, well, I went first last week. I won. In case you uh, need to be reminded, 
but your boy, your your smart pick finished uh, second, so we were about as good as we could get. That's last. true. Yeah, the old big one podcast won too. Yeah, and uh, because Larson didn't have uh, such a great finish, you actually caught up a little bit this week. So nice. How, How far away am I? Um, you your average is ten point five. Mine is seven point three five. Uh oh. So you can get there though. I mean, yeah, you basically I, caught up a whole eleven spots last week. So I guess it's obvious that this week I need to choose Kyle Busch. Yeah, I think for so. my smart I mean, pick, which is what I'm going to do. Okay, that makes yeah makes total sense. Uh-huh. Uh, I like that. Yeah, pick. This is a desperation a really pick. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. Um, let's see here. Uh, who do I want to pick? I'm going to pick Denny Hamlin. Okay. Ooh, that's an interesting pick. Yep. Well, I guess he's in second place right now overall. So. Yeah, I don't got to expand on why, crazy. but he's yeah. also really good at this track. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy, I guess I got to make a heart pick here. I yeah, who's think. Your heart going with. Mm, I think it's Chase Elliott. He did really well uh, at both races last year, and he just dropped to. Oh, they have to be outside the top ten. Is that correct? Yes. Shoot. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I just, I was just trying to look up the standings. He's in I'm tenth like, place. There's no way. Yeah. 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 Come on, man. Get your shit oh together. boy, that's tough. Um, let's see. You know what? I'm going to go with Clint Boyer here. Again. All Again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting well, he so served... close, man. He's in eleventh right now. Yeah, he served you well last week, so yeah. I, I'd say that's a pretty solid pick. So. Um, I'm going to go with, you know, who my heart always goes with and, and do a repeat pick as well. And I'm going to go with the 42 of Kyle Larson. Smart. I like it. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was my heart pick, but I'm glad you think it's. Oh, good. heart. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> all, he all finished right. seventh place in both races last year. Yeah. Solid. The solid seven. He's consistent. That's what he does. Yeah. Boyer finished uh, ninth and 10th. So. Thus far, not looking great for me catching up to you. Yeah, yeah, not at all. I guess we'll see. <laughs> all right, um, <laughs> cool. Uh, at this point, what do we do? What do we do? Rapid do Fire, do? I think, is up next. <sighs> You're so right. Yeah. I started... Fire at me rapidly. Okay. Oh, or, or I'll, I will. I'll kick it off. Well, no, oh, no. Okay. Shut up. I'll, shut up. <laughs> I'll kick it off. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, all right. So we saw that there was lacking attendance uh, in these stands. Uh, my mm-hmm. understanding is that there was also questionable weather, so that's uh, you know one justification that they could throw out there. But mm-hmm. um, what extra perk or what sort of change do you think that NASCAR would need to make to ticket offerings or, or just any sort of fan experience at the track in order to draw in more people? Uh, again, I, this is definitely a topic that I want to go fully into next mm, week. Give us a little but teaser. But the two, the two, a little teaser here is number one, you have to drop prices. Yeah. Um, and I think accompanying that is all kids going free. I don't care if it's the Xfinity race or the truck race, monster energy as well, uh, which they're doing at some tracks. So, you know, good on them. Um, and then what other perk kind of thing? You know, the thing is like, you can bring it on your own alcohol, Everything I'd I'd say don't charge for parking, like yeah. don't don't have these exterior little charges. I guess is the way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Um, for all these little all things, the place. Yeah, yeah. Like just let people. I the first off, tickets shouldn't be a hundred dollars, and then second off, when I get there, if you're gonna drop the ticket prices to seventy dollars, don't make me pay an extra twenty to park or whatever. So yeah, hundred percent. 
Yeah, free parking for day of. If you're going to camp, you know, some places you, like, camping can be, like, free or, like, a small fee or whatever. But, like, some places like Bristol, if you're going to camp, it should still cost a lot. So, yeah. or a good amount. You know? I totally agree. Yeah. It's not it's not hotel pricing. It's, like, $30 a night. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, I'd ask for your opinion on it, but I honestly don't care. Not until next week. Oh, well, my answer was, uh, I'm going to give it anyway, put some uh, bleachers on the track, like right up against the Ooh, wall. Just, I like it. Like, and uh, yeah, charge really low prices for those. Right in the, so you, you're in the danger, but you're also near the action. Yeah, yeah. So you can catch Austin Dillon's car when it goes up into the catch fence. Yes, exactly. Yeah, nice. you get it. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're basically water-based beings, so we're kind of like having those like water-filled things at the edge of pit lane, you know? Um, yeah. Water balloons. <laughs> yes. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, You know, my... <laughs> so dumb. All right, give me, give me your rapid fire. All right. Who has the best average start at Richmond? The best oh, average drivers. start? Yeah. Hmm. I can give you a hint. Okay, that would be very helpful. All right, he's also the only driver. I did say he, so sorry, Danica. She's not active. Oh, anymore. that was my f- first guess. <laughs> also the only driver to have 10-plus starts here and never finish off the lead lap. Um, Jimmy Johnson? No, uh, but he he's actually finished off the lead lap a lot. Um, okay. But no, it's actually Kyle Larson. Oh, your boy. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, my boy. Okay. So. Oh, because yeah. ten starts, they do two races a year, so it doesn't necessarily need to be. Yeah, yeah. Okay. J- Jimmy Johnson's raced here thirty-four times. Uh, yeah. Same with uh, Ryan Newman. The only person that's raced more than them is Kurt Busch. Okay, that makes sense. I probably could have thought it through a little bit more. Yeah, come on. Well, I'm an idiot. Uh, what are you gonna do? All right, your uh, turn. Let's see. Uh, this is a not my best question, but I came up with this right before the podcast. So I mean, you're really getting what you pay for here. We saw, like, a decent amount of bumping at uh, Bristol. But do you think that we would benefit from, like, more bumping from an aero package or, or, or some sort of setup that would allow more bumping without necessarily spinning people out? Uh, or do you think that we're in a sweet spot right now? I think we're in the sweet spot. Honestly, these guys know how to spin each other out. They know how to bump in a safe way. They don't need to make these cars into big, blocky front ends. Um, although, you know, obviously if you make all the manufacturers have big blocky front ends, no one has an advantage, which is sort of nice. NASCAR, I'm sure had, uh, you know, tried to do that basically with the car of tomorrow. Um, and they've had various car iterations where you couldn't bump at all. And they've had various car iterations where you could get locked up bumping someone else. Um, so, you know, uh, they've, they've tried it all the different ways. I think we definitely are in a sweet spot right now. Yeah. So right. I like, I it. say that as an racer. so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, my my next one is a very you know serious question. Um, who, oh, yeah, which of the drivers could beat up Ryan Newman? We saw that playful interaction oh, where Lord. Ryan Newman uh, came up to young Ryan Blaney, and young Ryan Blaney basically shit his pants, was so scared. Yeah, and because he knew that Rocket Man could beat him up. Oh, for sure. You know, um, I really wish that uh, Jamie McMurray was still. Around. You think Jamie could take him? Jamie's He's tiny. He's so I strong, mean, dude. He poses on that that cooler really well. Yeah, um, he, I'll post that picture on Twitter later for those listening. But he has to have some sort of dope ass karate 
You think? Or you think he's a karate guy? Art, some sort of martial art. I Either feel like him... Eric Almarola is. Eric Almarola oh, yeah, strikes me as choice. the guy that like he's he's like I don't know, he's like one inch away from being a James Bond type figure. Yeah, okay, yeah, I can see that. That's a good answer. Thank you for answering for me. I'll say uh Eric Almarola. <laughs> Uh, All right. <laughs> I feel like uh, also, but like Austin, honestly, let's. Huh? Oh, okay. Go, go, ahead. go ahead. Yeah, yeah. This is my. This is not my serious answer. Oh, okay. Um, but Austin Dillon would probably like try to summon Taekwondo or whatever that he took back when he was in middle school, and would try to get into a fight, and then would just yeah. get his ass whooped so quick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. I honestly, when I when I thought of this question, I was like. Man, I don't think anyone could beat up Ryan Newman. Yeah. I really don't think I really, anyone on pit lane could. A tough I, question, yeah. Like, the only thing you could do is hopefully gas him, but honestly, the dude mm. you know, ran Bristol like it was no fucking problem. So. Maybe, and this is also, this is more mean than what I said about Austin Dillon. Uh, maybe oh, Paul Menard, uh, because I feel like he would not uh, play by any rules, and it would well, be and- a dirty fight. Yeah, yeah, and it's like we've said before, like, he is the who is a serial killer out on mm. the track, you know? Yeah, he yeah, yeah. He definitely, like, if he starts to lose the fight, he's got that, like, you know, horsey go-to-sleep uh, needle in his back pocket that he's going to yeah. take him out with, so. Yeah, for that's sure. How he, that's how he wins, so. Yeah. Good question. Cool. Was that your Thanks, serious man. question? Uh, yeah, it was my more serious. Okay. Uh, Good, good, serious question. All right. <laughs> setting, a good, setting a good bar here. Well, I'll get on to my uh, – uh, this is a very serious question. Okay. Um, All of the cars lose their engines. Let me set up a scenario mm-hmm. for you here. No more okay. engines in any of the cars. Floorboards okay. of the cars fall out. All of the drivers lose their shoes. We switch over to Flintstone-style racing. Okay, you with me here? <laughs> I'm with you. I got my okay. eyes are closed. I'm imagining uh-huh. all of it. You didn't yeah. even tell me to close my eyes. I just did it. That's good. Uh, uh. You get me. <laughs> who who wins? Oh, man. Uh, and who is most like Barney Rubble? Follow-up question. Ryan Newman's most like Barney yeah, Rubble. Uh, that's an um, yeah. But who wins? Who wins? Who wins? Um... Dang, that's a really good question. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it. And I'm you, gonna give it to. You have to consider that they don't have shoes, so their the durability of their feet really comes into play here in a big way. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm gonna give it to Eric Jones. I think uh, oh. the dude, the dude kind of looks like a caveman, and so I think he doesn't wear shoes around most of the time anyway. Uh-huh. So he could run that track no problem for sure. Yeah, I think that's a great answer. I think you've Thanks, done an man. excellent job considering. I considered all of the variables. Yeah, you did, I put them really all, did. plug them all into the model. Uh-huh. <laughs> simulated at least thirty-five times. Yeah, this is what it came out with. That's solid. Yep. Nice. All right, hit me with your goofy question here. Yeah, would you wreck me to win a race? Oh, of course. Just no, that no easy. Doubt. Just absolutely. <laughs> Just take me on out. Um, you know, I uh, I guess it depends on the race itself. Well, and let's say, let's say, you know, we've been racing clean all all day. Neither of us has ever won before. Okay. We're both hunting for our first win. Yeah. Um. Points, points equal. Nothing else playing into it. You know, probably, probably not. I wouldn't. I would definitely race hard enough that I might unintentionally like bump up into you. Mm-hmm. Um. But, oh, geez, and I guess it would depend on the track that we're at. Like, if it's something like. 
Man, you know, I don't even know. If, if we were at Bristol or something, would I move you up out of the groove? That's a good question. Um, yeah. well, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, I would totally wreck you. So that's uh, <laughs> all, right, that's well, all we got for rapid fire, cool, uh, ladies yeah. <laughs> and gents. Um, if you're still listening, we got to go over the standings, guys. Ooh, my favorite part of the podcast. Is that because oh, you get to talk a lot? Me. or? Ugh, just get a couple of stretches in here. Unique yep. New York, unique New York. Got my vocal warm-ups. Okay, we're good. And expand this. All right. So let's just uh, let's just dive right into these standings here. Mm-hmm. First place, of course, Kyle Bush with 361 points. Then 27 points behind him. Danny Hamlin, followed by Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski. My boy, Ryan Blaney moving up two positions this week to get up into sixth place. He's uh, currently at 265 points, which is 96 below Kyle Busch. Hmm. Yeah, fun fact. We then have Martin Truex Jr., Kurt Busch, Eric Almirola, Chase Elliott in 10th, Clint Boyer, Daniel Suarez, Jimmy Johnson, Jim Jam Jim Jam, uh, Kyle Larson in 14th, Ryan Newman in 15th, and then pretty Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in 16th place. 187 points, 174 behind. It's really tight there at the back too. But oh, yeah. Ryan Newman's got one seventy, like uh, he's got one eighty eight. Stenhouse one eighty seven. Eric Jones one eighty six. Austin Dillon one eighty five. Paul Menard one eighty three. I mean, those guys are five points. Throw a blanket over them, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. Um. You know, and also, also one shout out is Newman went from nineteenth to fifteenth this week, uh, riding his f- first top ten that he had of the season. I think that's the only reason he didn't beat up young Ryan Blaney. Was because he had uh, a really good finish, and he's got good finishes in back to back weeks. So yeah, I think he's uh, riding pretty high. He's starting to see that um, the Roush Racing may not be that bad. In fact, both Roush Racing cars are in the top sixteen. Yeah, that's didn't dope. think I'd Wait, see who's that. The at all. other Roush Racing Stenhouse. Roush? Stenhouse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, very so, cool. Look at that, Eric Jones. I mean, his other his other teammates are up there winning races and and you know running in seventh and points, and uh-huh. he's out of the out of the playoffs right now. Maybe out of a seat as well with Christopher Bell winning races. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Eric Jones must be a little bit worried about all that. I would be too, yeah. Paul, Paul Menard, man, he's running Penske stuff, and he's sitting there in 19th. Get out of here. Yeah. Uh, anyway. That's disappointing. It is. All right. Uh, cool. Good podcast. Good podcast. Yeah. I think we really knocked it out of the park here. Yeah. I, I hope everyone at home enjoyed enjoyed the listen. Or if you're not at home while you're on the train, you're crying like I did earlier. Um, you know, I hope you're, you're enjoying a cry and you know, at we're, we're pod, we're the big one podcast, uh-huh. uh, follow us at podcast, big one on Twitter. Um, you know, hit us up on that old Gmail account. Yeah. Um, hey. do you got some, some input for us? Yeah. You know what? Give us a rating in iTunes. Yeah. Rate us on iTunes. Oh, this is very serious. I would Stop really crying like it. on the train. Rate us yeah. on iTunes. Yeah. Clean yourself We literally up. lost our sponsorship for the. You know, yeah, we don't even have a sponsor anymore. Um, How are we going to survive unless you rate us on iTunes? Also, ideally, a good rating. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess I thought just rating was yeah. good enough to to assume that they'd rate us well. But also, you know, if you're a Joey Logano and an Austin Dillon fan, still rate us well. But yeah. tell us how to do better. For sure, for sure. And also, if you've been listening for 46 minutes and you're going to give us a bad rating, what are you doing with your time? <laughs> Am I wrong? Hey, yeah, yeah. No, you're but not. But also, wrong. thank you I'll- for listening. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah. You know, mention this uh, this podcast, and I'll buy you a taco. Cool. 
Yeah, I, I'm serious. Like, That's a good deal, literally man. email us and say that I listened to the end of your Bristol episode, and I will buy you a taco. Yeah, Taco Bell delivers now. I'm not going to do that, but or yeah, other places, I will, I will seriously buy you a taco. Yeah, that's a good deal. See it happen. That's yep. a good deal. You can't find that everywhere. Now I'm the sponsor of this week. Dang it! I missed my chance. <laughs> Shoot, took it right from him. Dang it! All right. Man. Well, uh, thanks again for listening, everyone. Yeah, thank you very much, and we'll see you next week. Yep. See ya. Bye. Duke.